Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the monthly series where we take out the taco tortilla, mix in some marketing meat, and top it off with some newsy guacamole. This is your place for marketing news, strategies, and growth all rolled into one. Welcome to Inbound Academy's Marketing Burrito. And welcome. Yeah, that was pretty good. I like that. Welcome to the show, everybody. I am your host, Jeff Lambert, and I am joined by the colorful and always entertaining Rogelio Rodriguez. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are here to break down the month's uh, marketing news, and we're going to share some insights into how we can provide, uh, you know, growth and, and how we can improve as professionals by just keeping our ear to the ground about what's happening in our industry. So, Rod, we're going to be doing this once a month, right? Yes, yes. The marketing burrito. Well, it's going to be super exciting uh, for yeah. everybody. Sad for other podcasts that have a similar name because <laughs> it's going to take over. Yeah, sorry about that. But we, we have the name sitting in the hopper for a while, so we're going with it. Yeah. So, Folks, in addition to going over marketing news in this episode and doing it once a month, we are going to be releasing a marketing study every month attached to this episode. We're going to ask you to give us feedback on a completely random question none of us will ever use in any other article that we're going to put out. So <laughs> we're just going to have a little fun with our, our industry in terms of marketing studies. This one for this month, we're going to talk about our quarantine foods that you should try. So stick around. We'll talk about that at the end. But hey, let's get right to it, Rod. Let's talk about what are the major stories in marketing this month in April. And of course, we turn our eyes to the coronavirus pandemic. It has taken over our lives, wouldn't you say? Oh, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, everybody's life. So it's forced a lot of brands to make change, marketing change overnight, right? Especially the ones that rely in-person shopping like restaurants, gyms, car dealerships. Uh, you know, USA Today has reported the industry's hit hardest by the pandemic include gambling, airlines, hotels, movie theaters, live sports, cruises, and retail. So many brands have been forced to, to change and to pivot. So we're going to look at some examples of these uh, uh, brands. One uh, being one of my favorites. Um, they are a Miami native, uh, born in Miami, actually. So uh, I think I mentioned that in a previous podcast. Are they really? Yeah, know, Burger we're... King. Burger oh. King. Born in Miami. Get out Raised, of here. Yeah. I, Raised I in the USA. Yeah, yeah. What, how, how do you say burger in Spanish, though? Was it like uh, burger rey? Hamburguesa. Hamburguesa rey. No, rey hamburguesa. Rey hamburguesa. <laughs> you, you can tell which one of us is from a Hispanic background and which one of us isn't. <laughs> oh, All right, yeah. Rods. So yeah. you, you, you dropped an example. We're talking about businesses pivoting to, you know, try and stay afloat to keep sales up during coronavirus. I mean, Google is just like littered with articles on, hey, do this to be able to pivot successfully. I want to yes. focus more on like how brands actually did it than how you should do it. Because I think yes. you can learn from looking at the winners, you know. Absolutely. So uh, let's talk about uh, Burger King. What did they do? Uh, well, are doing, I should say, because we're still in pandemic mode. But uh, what's what's one strategy they use that's helping them with sales right now? Sure. So with schools around the globe closed because of coronavirus, 
uh, and lessons being held online, Burger King said Monday it would reward students who are continuing to study hard through the worldwide pandemic. So on Monday, they are, uh, and it's continuing through April 20th, actually, the fast food chain says it's going to post a question each day on social media channels, including its Facebook and Instagram pages. The okay. questions will cover different subjects, right? Including math, biology, chemistry, literature. So students need to enter their answers on the BK app to get a free Whopper sandwich with any purchase. Ooh, okay. So really, this is a two-pronged attack. They are, they're going after a demographic that has nothing to do right now, which is students, especially high school students, right? Like they're sitting at home. I know they're doing work online. My wife's a teacher, but it's not the same. Right, right. So they have some some extra time, right? Uh, they're not playing sports. They're not uh, doing extracurricular activities. So with that extra time, Burger King has decided to shift their messaging to the people that are most available, right? The consumers, uh, really in a smart way, uh, they, they've pivoted to appeal to that wide audience, right? From, from kids to adults uh, in the past, but they're now keyed on, on a specific section. Um, those that suddenly became the most reachable, right? Uh, which is students. So yeah, if your business, go ahead. No, I was going to say, you bring up a good point, Rod, because like Burger King's for everybody, really. Yeah. You look at their, their messaging, you look at their commercials, anything they do, you know, they've got the kids meals, they've got the, they always do the experimental foods, which is what I love about Burger King overall. Like, I'm, I know I'm going to sound like a fatty, but I'm going to go there. They have these jalapeno cheddar bites that they either <laughs> came out with. They're like re-brought out. They're so good. Oh, my Lord. Wow. Uh, I've never tried them, but I'm, I'll add them to the list of quarantine snacks that I may want to eat. Oh, we should. So. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I just admitted that I'm going out during the, the quarantine. So Hopefully yes, with a mask. Some Oh, with a mask, definitely. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, I... You, you got to just get out for a second, even if it's driving around, you know? Sure. Absolutely. I, I totally understand. Um, but for going back to, to Burger King, you know, we were thinking about like what the, what the main marketing takeaway uh, in their case, you know, if the business relies on certain demographic that may no longer be available, it's time to adjust messaging to a group who is, uh, and then based on the circumstances now, right? Don't be rigid in who you're speaking to just be adaptable to who's available and, and who's going to get the most impact as well. Wise. Yeah. yeah. Wise words, Rod. I agree. Burger King uh, is doing that very well. And they're really leaning into the whole pandemic thing too. I remember reading an article about a week ago, you know how they, they're home of the Whopper. Like that's one of their slogans for their company. Yes. They, ch they changed it to stay home of the Whopper, you know, kind of like <laughs> self-quarantine, which I thought was sure. brilliant. Sure. So, I know we always talk about Wendy's when we talk about like smart, you know, fast food marketing moves, but yeah. um, kudos to Burger King here, huh? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So that's good. All right. So Burger King, number one, great point, Rod, about, you know, shifting to the demographic that's available because stuff happens. You got to keep, got to keep your marketing going and you have to find out who the customer is. And they just keyed on a keyed in on a portion of the population they were already catering to, but really speaking to them and trying to get them interested in uh, what was going on or is going on, I should say. So, all right. Example number one, Burger King. Let's talk about another company that is doing it well in terms of pivoting their message for the coronavirus uh, pandemic situation. So give me another company, Rod. So Anheuser-Busch, they uh, switched their production to hand sanitizer. 
And uh, Ooh, yeah. wait, now for let's just roll it back for the non-alcoholics in our in our audience. Anheuser Busch, who are they? Uh, they are a beer company, an American beer producer, manufacturer. They own okay. several several brands. Uh, they're really the parent company who produces uh, Budweiser, Michelob, Rolling Rock, and Bush. Uh, just to name a few. Sure. Yes, they have. They've bought out quite a bit of the smaller uh, microbreweries as well. So they're now. They, they're, uh, does, go ahead. Does Anheuser Bush? Do they own Bush Gardens? I think they do, don't they? Yes. Yes. Well, I think they owned it at one point. I, I know. I mean, there's, it's been going through some changes and and in ownership so i know they own a percentage maybe now um i know that they recently stopped giving away free beer so that was they were giving away free beer at bush gardens before yeah when it was wholly owned by bush yeah wow cool well i mean not not cool anymore yeah no yeah you get drunk on vacation that's not a good thing yeah no they limit you they they, well they used to limit you now there's a hundred percent limit Good. Got it. Okay. <laughs> well, we're off track a little bit. Okay. So what did Anheuser-Busch do uh, during coronavirus to, I guess, um, you know, pivot their messaging? Yeah. They, uh, they announced they would begin uh, working with the Red Cross to produce bottles of free hand sanitizer to hospitals and medical clinics. Nice. They literally, I mean, they're changing their whole manufacturing plants from beer to antibacterial lotion. Um, they work with designers to make little hand sanitizer bottles that look like beer cans. And they all have a tagline. It's all in our hands to make a difference. That is awesome. I'm looking at a picture of that online right now. Actually, that's like, that's a really sleek looking uh, product design they have there because it looks like a little mini beer can. Yeah. Yeah. It's really nice. Huh. But very nice. smart. So they're getting their messaging, like they're putting it in people's hands. It still has the, the logo and the branding and yes. uh, they're doing something worthwhile. So, hey. Absolutely. Um, Kudos to them. Any any more information on why they're doing it, where they're going with it, anything like that? Well, uh, on their Twitter account, they announced that, you know, they have a long, the quote was, we have a long history of supporting our communities and employees. It's, this time is no different. That's why we're using our supply and logistics network to begin producing and distributing bottles of hand sanitizer to accommodate the growing needs across the United States. So, I mean, it, it, yeah, like you, like you mentioned, it's, it's really uh, something good that they're doing and and I think the key takeaway here is that people remember brands that commit acts of good during times of crisis. Uh, it could be donating food to a soup kitchen, providing pay for employees during shutdowns, uh, or providing free products for medical staff. Um, really, it has to be genuine though, right? Uh, it has to be heartfelt. And I, I think they did a good job of communicating that because, um, I mean, they, they didn't need to. I mean, I, I think alcohol sales are fine. Uh, people are still <laughs> buying beer, uh, especially for quarantine, right? That's true. If anything, I was reading an article, there, there's concern that people are drinking more, especially well, during the work day. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> Got to fill, fill those hours. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but no, yeah, you bring up a good point, right? Like this is a good opportunity for brands to be like, yeah, we're, we're part of this uh, situation and we're going to help. And, yeah. you know, you can still leave a positive impression in the customer's mind doing that. Yeah. I like it. All right. Let's go to story number three. Uh, we talked about Burger King. We talked about Anheuser-Busch. Give me another example of successful coronavirus pivoting. Sure. Uh, so Hollywood comes to the couch. So there's been a, a constant battle by health authorities to convince people to stay at home and quarantine to really flatten the curve. Sure. So 
to help people give uh, give people a reason to stay on the couch. Streaming services and production studios have really banded together to provide more video content for people to enjoy. Hmm. Um, so it's been done uh, through outright free content and extended trials. Like, yeah. uh, I mean, I, I'm sure you've, you've experienced some of it. I, I've uh, made the commitment to, to some of these uh, myself. Disney Plus, right? They released Frozen 2 uh on streaming service way ahead of schedule i, I think almost it may have been almost a year ahead of schedule yeah, uh, some I, I thought crazy I thought number was, right i thought that was still in the theaters they moved quick on that yes yes um then hbo made some of their most popular series free to watch like veep the wire the sopranos uh silicon valley so and then something that you told me about yeah quibi 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 it launched Quibi, yeah. Uh, They launched their offering and the first three months is free. Oh, so listen, I'm going to plug Quibi for free. Quibi, call me if you want to drop any money in my lap for plugging you here. Quibi's like, uh, they've been doing commercials like crazy and ads, but um, it's like the Netflix of quick content, which I think is really cool. So like all their shows are 10 minutes or less and they've got like some big names making shows. And uh, it's meant to be like watched on mobile primarily. You can watch it vertically or horizontally. And um, they've got, you know, uh, um, the girl from Game of Thrones there, Sophie Turner, I think her name is there, Sansa Stark. She's starring in one. Liam Hemsworth's in another one. The bad guy from the Bond movie there, uh, Christoph Waltz, he's in one. Wow. Uh, Chance the the Rapper, he resurrected uh, Punk. Remember the old Ashton Kutcher show? Yes. Interesting. I I got to thought. I'm going to have to thought. Yeah. The the production quality is really good on the shows. I'm very impressed. It's not like, you know, um, some people watching like home created shows like they're, you know, legit celebrities behind it. Good production quality. It's just the length is shorter. So it's like, it. you know, perfect for like if you need a 10 minute break for what you're doing and you need like an, uh, an entertainment fix. Quibi. Interesting. All right. I, I mean, I got to try it out. Definitely got to try it out. So Rod, uh, you mentioned you mentioned all these options. These are streaming services. Like it's nice that they're helping. I think that's great. But like, um, can we talk a little bit about like movies and movie theaters? Because movie theaters are shut down, right? Like no one can go watch movies. If you released a movie like at the beginning of March, you're in so much trouble because no one can go see the movie. Right, right. Uh, so they've they've also pivoted. They've they've adapted, and they're now available for home rental. Many of them. Uh, you can check out the films like Call of the Wild, Sonic the Hedgehog, The Hunt, The Way Back. They're all available on, on rental right now. So uh, you can take advantage of that, uh, um, that, 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 that uh, streaming uh, on your Apple TV or any really anywhere where you can stream movies. Uh, they're going to be available for rental. You can just make a purchase online and, and rent it and watch it. Um, I, I think I like it's, it's a... It's great that these are available, right? Um, for for us, I think in terms of marketing takeaway from this article, it, it's really about never missing an opportunity to help trial your products and service. Uh, in the case of of um, you know s- services are both showing their commitment to the common good and allowing customers to get a taste of what they offer. And in this case, with hope that they'll stick around after the free period ends. Uh, so there's an endless debate about gated and ungated uh, content, but overall, I think, I think these, these they're going to win. Like Quibi may win my uh, uh, my entire, you know, my 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 payment because 
three months. That's amazing. And you said the content's pretty good. So I like it. I mean, you've got a captive audience right now. People are looking for stuff to do. They're stuck at home. So it's the yeah. perfect time to, to make that offer. Rod, do you think that, you know, this is something I've been thinking about. Do you think that movie theaters, when we get out of this, like, is this going to become a regular thing where movies maybe when they come out in theaters, maybe will be simultaneously available to, to rent at home where you don't have to wait until the movie's out at theaters. Cause like if people are buying these movies, you know, and it's still generating a good amount of income. And I know for me, I hate having to wait to see a movie, you know, cause sometimes I don't, I can't go to the theater. Like I want to see it, but yeah. I got to wait like, like three months. That's BS. I hate that. So. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, that's a, that's a great question. I think it's one of those, uh, disruptions right where uh this streaming and the capability to output contents at such a speed uh are going to force a lot of the theaters to adapt i mean i would like to see some older movies back in the theaters you know <laughs> because yeah. I, I like the experience of going to the theater but i like it on my terms you know i don't want to like wait on their schedule or you know uh making it a matinee to like pricing like end at a certain <laughs> too early for me to <laughs> to to take a take a to, to actually do it but i mean i think um i think they're gonna have to adapt like like everything else uh and but i think still people are gonna want to go to the theater and, and enjoy the going to the movies buying the popcorn sitting down and, on a giant screen right i mean who's gonna have i mean how big are the screens 40 foot <laughs> 40 feet screen 40 foot screen you know like yeah, yeah it's, it's not gonna it, happen Right. Yeah. You have to have some serious money in order to replicate that experience. I agree, man. I like going out for a movie still, but it's nice to have the choice. So maybe we'll get that after all this is said and done. Yeah. I'd like that. I'd like the choice. Like you said. Yeah. That's all we're at. Customer focus. That's what we're, yes. we always talk about with inbound, you know, like get your, uh, get your audience on your side, I guess you could say. That's good. Absolutely. Rest. Absolutely. Well, there you have it, folks. We have three marketing stories to share with you and, and trying to pick out the winners of what people are doing with uh, their marketing during the coronavirus pandemic. Here's, you know, examples of Burger King and Anheuser-Busch and then Hollywood in general, but especially movie studios um, taking a chance to like try and continue monetizing even through the situation. So uh, thanks for sharing those tips, Rod. And why don't we pivot to our last thing of the episode where uh, we're going to do that uh, almost meaningless study that we're going to ask our listeners to participate in. So let's talk about what we're doing at home. We are stuck in the house. I've gained some weight since uh, this whole thing went on. We're all looking for maybe some good foods to try during this pandemic. So let's talk about quarantine foods. Do you have any like go-to staples or things that you've tried that you're just like crazy about that you want to share with everybody? Yeah, sure. I mean, for, for me, it's been, baby carrots uh i bought like the the costco quarantine size baby carrots and i've been eating them for about a month now yeah uh but i like them with uh ranch dressing you know nice so, you, that, you're so good i i tried i tried uh, you know i i it's it's hard though i mean i also bought a costco size pack of of uh croissants and i've eaten way too many of them <laughs> so it's like it goes hand in hand you know all right so you've given us a healthy option is there yes. like a like a bad option you can share like maybe yeah. something uh a bingeable uh i bought treatment? it by yeah i bought it by mistake uh, uh i i didn't realize i just saw i i wanted to make cookies for uh my wife and i and, and i was like 
okay, let me let me grab uh, a cookie. So I just grab a random one. And then, then later on, I looked at it. And I'm like, wait a minute, gluten-free? What is this? I'm like, these are going to be terrible, <laughs> right? And then um, I made them, and, and they're amazing. It's a Bob's Red Mill gluten-free chocolate chip cookie mix. So this the 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 mix is like a mix of like almond flour and some other seed flour and uh, I mean it makes it gluten free. That's what makes it gluten free, right? Uh, so no no wheat in it. Yeah, and you like them better than regular chocolate chip cookie dough? I mean, they were just as good. So wow. yeah, they were just as good. I was I was surprised. You know, I mean, they're not they're not a healthy snack because they're full of sugar, but right. Um, Still, they're they're delicious and surprising. Yeah, gluten free chocolate chip cookie mix. Okay, so we've got yeah. two from you, baby and carrots you? with little ranch. So yeah. for me, I'm all right. I'll throw out a healthy one since you threw out a healthy one. Like <laughs> when I need like something, I guess a little bit sweet. You know that uh, instead of like jumping into like a, you know, something processed, I really like. So you can buy these dates that are rolled in coconut. And they're like basically, you know, crushed dates without the pit in the middle. Yep. And then, you know, they form them into these little squares or these little like finger shaped cylinders. I should know this. Yep. I watch, I watch the learning shows with my son. Cylinders. So <laughs> <then> they, <laughs> they roll them in crushed coconut. So and they're yep. so good, man. So like one or two of those, you're obviously getting your sugar fix, but you know, it's, it, it's also, you know, healthy too. You're getting a lot of fiber in those. And yeah. so I would recommend those. They sell them at all these like for super cheap. Nice. If you have an Aldi's in your area, but uh, if I'm going for like the uh, the sinful choice here, mm. oh, there's this thing called uh, Skippy PB Bites, <laughs> and oh, uh, you know Skippy peanut butter, right? Yes. So basically, they created a product where there's these little graham cracker circles, and they roll them in in Skippy <laughs> peanut butter, and they're like you know little snackable uh, little circles. Oh. I tried two of those and I pounded the whole thing on the first. It was so good. If you like peanut butter, man, these things are like, these are like recreational drug level (laughs) addictive. They're so good. So I would recommend, and I know they have them in other, other flavors too. Like I think you can get like Kit Kat bites. You can get, you know, like different, uh, you know, candy styles of them, but the Skippy PB bites, folks. I highly recommend that. So that leads us into our challenge for our listeners for this month. We're going to put a link in the show notes. We're going to put it on our social media. We want you to help us rate which of these is your favorite quarantine food during this time. So try one of these out and vote for the one that you like best by going to our poll. Like I said, we'll put it in the show notes and we'll also put it on our social media. And at the end of the month, we'll release the results of the most popular quarantine food recommended by Risen. So thanks in advance for the feedback. It'll be fun to see what other people like compared to what we have uh, tried as well, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing it. Yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to do, I think. So uh that kind of brings us to the end, folks. Thank you for joining us. You know, like we said, we're starting a once a month uh series called Marketing Burrito, and that's just we're rolling news and strategy and just humor all into one big, you know, healthy sized meal that you can enjoy for your marketing diet. And we're hoping that you'll join us for that on a once a month basis. 
And uh, Rod, anything else to add there? That is it. That is it. All right. So folks, thank you so much for joining us for another episode. And remember, you can expect a new episode every week, and it's always going to be filled with advice that's going to help you grow your businesses. And remember, if you're looking for an experienced, friendly, and results-driven team that can help you, check out Risen. They're available at www.gorisen.com. And you can also follow them on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn by searching for the username Risen Inbound. That's one word, Risen Inbound. And I should also mention too, and I usually do by this point, that's Risen with a Z, R-I-Z-E-N. So folks, don't forget too, you can remember, you can help us if you enjoy the show, if you enjoyed this episode, if you're watching uh, our videos on YouTube, because we live stream, well, we're going to live stream these, but we're doing um, video versions of this too, and you like Rod's shirt that he's wearing, or maybe the the pennants on the background, or you just like what we're putting out, you like what we're cooking here in the Risen Studio, you can help us just leave a review on the podcast app that you're using. That helps our ratings, that helps us get in front of new people, and we would appreciate your support. But overall, thanks for listening. It has been fun spending time with you, and we will see you on the next episode.